Hey, this is Richie B, and you're listening to the Human Jiu Jitsu podcast. Hey guys, welcome back to the recently resurrected Human Jiu Jitsu podcast. Guys, today for episode 104, very special number for some people. Don't know, get don't get the appeal. It's uh, Richie Bukowski, guys. Richie's a brown belt under Daryl O'Connell in uh, East Coast Jiu Jitsu Academy. East Coast Jiu Jitsu Academy. We talk about him training at Legion AJJ in San Diego, how he filmed the course for Jiu Jitsu X, and as well as how he developed his guard to a level where he has been passed in his weight class since blue belts. So, guys, it is really interesting talk, and guys, I hope you enjoy it. Also, guys, be sure to check out our amazing sponsors of this episode, the Tape Lab Company, for Tape Lab Co., if you're a normal person, <laughs> uh, for high quality Jiu Jitsu tape so you can stay on the mats longer, prevent more injuries, and if you're lucky, keep rolling till you're like 93 <laughs> and guys i'd really recommend their new beige tape They're, they should be releasing more colors soon but now you can get white black or beige and in you know either in either the skinny for version for for fingers and toes or the big version for wrists and other joints like that guys these guys are, are lifesavers and i'm no longer in as much pain always is pain with jiu-jitsu but i'm in way less pain than i have any right to be thanks to these guys so guys thanks for listening and with that said we'll get into the episode how did you end up going to legion and how did you start like how did it did you get the idea to be like oh we'll do an instructional here while i'm here so it all happened when it was never the plan we left for brazil we went to brazil and the plan was um so just to give people some context that don't know um right before maybe the second or third lockdown in in dublin before shit hit the fan like three days before shit hit the fan and everything was locked down we decided to go to brazil for a month and then uh three days after being in brazil we realized that the whole country is on lockdown and you you you're not you can't even leave so it was great that we decided to go when we went. If we would have stayed three more days, then we wouldn't have been able to leave. So we went to Brazil for, the plan was to go for one month. So we only packed for one month and shit. Little did we know, we ended up staying in Brazil for four months. And then I don't even know where the idea came from. While we were there, I was like, Let, let's go to, to the States. But then to go to the States, you first have to do at least two weeks in Mexico. So then I, I just said, well, then let's go to Mexico as well. So our one month trip to Brazil turned out being four months in Brazil, one month in Mexico or three weeks in Mexico, and then another four months in uh, in San Diego. Mm. So that's, Yo, that's, we, that's how the timeline worked and I managed to get myself there. Uh, in the in the in the Richie cinematic universe of this one jiu-jitsu yeah. trip uh, dude did you get did you get much training in in mexico when you were there uh, i didn't train in mexico at all we were there for three weeks so i was just eating tacos all day and going i was lifting weights they you know they have that uh, jungle gym yeah it's kind of like a gym on the beach with like a um, wooden bumper everything is it looks like it's made out of wood and stuff so I was mm. just lifting weights, but not training jujitsu while I was in Mexico. Now, mm. all right, guys, uh, just, that just reminded me of something. If you guys ever play GTA Five, the, the, the version on the PS4, if you go to the beaches there, there's there is like gyms, the gym beaches and stuff, and like uh, the beach gyms. Sorry, and if you like, everywhere in the game, people are normal size. You just have normal looking people walking around the game. 
there are some giant fucking steroid heads in that part of the game if you go to the beaches and the gyms at the beaches and man you can start fucking fist fighting them and like they it's, they die so easily but you think they wouldn't because they're so fucking big and strong like guys go go check that out in the game I'm not even kidding that just reminded me of that there <laughs> don't ask me why or how I remember that but I remember stupid irrelevant shit that just comes up there right an hour it's five bro I need to get myself a console or something Oh, dude! Like uh, my fucking my PS4 has had a has had a hard life. I got it just when I fucking dropped there, and it was late 2013, early 2014. And fuck me if at the same one since then, it's as loud as a jet engine. It keeps ejecting the discs and the fucking HDMI thing. Mind you, I have a small T. I have a bunch of TVs in my house. I have a bunch of big ones. It only works my smallest one. It's no bigger than a computer monitor. So I'm like. Yeah, this is a this is a great setup I got. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> and then I know some people with PS5s, and I'm like, man, how the fuck did you get one? Because they're they're so fucking expensive. You see all these people and buying them and then selling them for twice stock. the price. They're out of stock everywhere. I'm pretty sure they're still out of stock. Mm. Like it's they didn't have this problem with the PS4. Yeah. Ah, look, it's all ah, fuck it. You know, bit of a, a bit of intrigue. I bet they're like, oh yeah. People, the people who think it's rare or some shit, and they'll buy, pay more for it or something or other. Ah, look, whatever. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know anything about. I don't know anything in general. I don't know anything in general. That's a quote people are gonna put on, put on, uh, put on my gravestone. I don't know anything in general. <laughs> uh, so Richie, like with the with the training in San Diego, like why? What made you? Th- what made you think? Oh yeah, we'll go to the states, obviously, but like I'll go there specifically. Was it because again in Lang? Was t- please tell me it's because of him. <laughs> well, back before I went to the states this time, I didn't know Gannon. <gasps> I wasn't friends with him. I didn't know of. I didn't know of him. I just knew. Actually, I knew of him because I was while I was in Brazil. We released uh, his leg lock course, so we mm. were editing his course. That's the first time I I've seen of him or heard about him. Well, I was editing his course, and then I knew that he's in the fighter house as well, in the in the Legion fighter house. So uh, it wasn't because of Gannon. I, I don't even know what it is, to be honest. I think we just didn't want to go back to Dublin. And then the idea of going, the idea of just doing a bit more traveling just seemed really appealing. It was probably, I also wanted to see my, my good friends, Miha and Emma. I haven't mm-hmm. seen them in a long time, so it was a mixture of just wanting to travel more, and then maybe going to visit Miha and Emma as well. Mm. Well, we can all understand not wanting to go back to Dublin. You know, it's a pretty universal concept. Like once you've been there, you don't want to go back to Dublin anymore. You know, it's pretty pretty understandable. <laughs> well, once I got uh, near the end of my trip, I was actually looking forward to going back to Dublin. It, it's actually like compared to I don't know. Compared to um, all the places you've been, you you kind of start to miss it, you know. Like once mm. once I got back to Dublin, you, you just feel like you're in the safe zone. Like, oh, this is fine, you know. We're back mm. home. We're back at home base. Everything's okay. Nothing can go wrong. It just feels more safe, I would say. Mm. No, I get you, but man, you guys are in the fucking middle of nowhere. Like I went to I went to your gym East Coast for that for that seminar with Lachlan Giles. See, I'm usually whenever I go there. Like uh, I train in the city center, and then yeah. getting out there, I was like, Jesus fucking Christ! This place in the middle of nowhere. They weren't lying when they said East Coast because they had to pass with the pass a fucking beach going there. I'm like, for yeah, fuck's sake. Dublin is pretty big, yeah. 
Yeah. Or do you know what's weird, man? Uh, what's it called? Because I actually I was curious one day and I wrote this down. I was like, I looked up every jiu-jitsu gym in Ireland, and there's about there's about seventy jiu-jitsu gyms in Ireland in the whole country. Thirty of them are in Dublin. No way! Wow. Yeah, dude, like fucking, like I wrote it down. I had a list of like ones in Dublin, fucking uh, East Coast, Jungle, Georges, whatever. And then the ones that aren't in Dublin, there's 30 in Dublin. And yeah, the well, rest, the other, the other 40 are in all the other counties. There's stats. <laughs> you know, man, I don't even know. What's that percentage wise? It's like, I don't know, it's like 40% or 45%. I don't know. Yeah, so in just in the one county. Basically. Mm, that's fucked man but you know the quality in Dublin's really good like I always I I gotta train when I go up there like I my family lives up there so when I go up there I'm like oh yeah I gotta train like come on come on yeah but, or dude like um what's it how was the training over there in uh Legion by the way like I, I promise this won't just be an episode all about oh Legion but like you know what was it like over there like how would you say the standard was you could be honest yeah, <laughs> I'm just messing they have really good competitors. Um, I just feel like now that the gym is brand new. Now, I don't know, maybe it changed since I left, but while I was there, it just felt like um, it was the, the comp team wasn't very, like, um, I would say, structured properly or scheduled, if you know what I mean. Kind of people, mm. like the good people, the good competitors kind of, like, come and go as they please. And like, like I don't know, maybe changed since I left. Maybe like, Andres, uh, Andres put the foot down. I heard that before Worlds they had a really good training camp. I wasn't there for the last Worlds, but apparently they had a really good training camp. But right, uh, it's understandable now. You know, you're trying to open like a a big ass school like that, a big business. You gotta you gotta think more about the business aspect of it, right? You can't have a, you can't have a gym if if there is no gym. So once you open a big a big facility like that, you probably have to focus more on the bis the business aspect of it until you build it up. And once you build it up, then you can focus more on the training. But w- once everyone's there and once you're training, it's it's lit. You know, you have some really good high level people there. So the training was good. Once you're once you start doing the rounds, like you have really good people to train with. If you're looking for for good training in San Diego, I definitely mm. recommend it. Like now that uh, I'm going back for Worlds. I'm going to go back to Legion to, to train there before Worlds. Mm. And man, like, uh, how would you say, like, obviously it looks really good in the videos and like they're all, they have the fucking big matted area. Like yeah. how many people, say say it was just a normal night, normal, just standard night, would it, the mats be packed and stuff or you would you actually have space to be all, or you, you wouldn't be falling over each other? Um, The morning classes, like the, the con classes, um, that'd be more you'd have more space because there's not that many people but the evening classes can get pretty fucking packed because in the evening classes you have like uh, the beginners and then intermediates or the beginners and a, a different class on at the same time sometimes I think they do two different classes and they just kind of like split it in the middle they have like big crash mats so they just put like two or three crash mats in the middle and they split the, the class in two so you have like a lot of people, uh, especially in the evening. But um, one time when we were there, I think it was maybe 4th of July or something. And we did like a big Sunday open match free to anyone. And bro, it was just ridiculous. 
like the amount of people they're training and there were so many people and you still had space to train you know and i'd say there was like over 100 people or something way mm. more people and stuff or did um I don't know if this so if this is a weird at all, but like uh obviously I know that they have like the springboarded mats. Was that yeah. a weird to train on? Because I've never trained on the springboarded mats where you could actually pick someone up and properly fucking dump them and it'd be grand because of the springy boards and shit. Yeah, um you, you don't really feel like that much of a difference, you know? Like you can tell there's a bit more bounce to it, but it wouldn't like make a big difference to be honest in how it feels rolling on them. Like, if you slam someone down on them, I'm sure it will hurt. You know, it won't be like a little cushion. <laughs> it's not a crash mat, you know? Oh, man. Uh, I don't like when gyms, they do the thing where there's like some, the mats are so thick that if you did get thrown, it wouldn't hurt as much. Because like in comps, the mats are like, were they like 40 mil thick or 40, 50 mil? Yeah. So yeah. like, you know, if you get thrown in comp, it's gonna fucking hurt like all hell. Oh yeah. shit! Like obviously, it's it's gonna hurt in general. But man, interestingly, guys, little tidbit about Richie. Don't know if you know this, but I, I learned this when I was looking through his instructional, and it said it in the what was it? Is in like a, the about this instructor section. Yeah. Richie has actually not gotten his guard passed. At was it? It was at your weight class. It blue belts at purple belts, and was it so far at brown belts? Like so what's far. the crack? Yeah. So far, I, I don't want to sound presumptuous, but you, you know what I mean. But like, uh, dude, that's a fuck. That's fucking impressive, man. Like, you know, okay, not getting your guard past the blue belt. That's pretty cool. Not getting your guard past the purple belt is like, what? Yeah. And we, uh, dude, like, when did you f- make the mental switch to be like, oh yeah, I like guard. I'm gonna be a really good fucking guard player. I, I never thought about it and like the whole thing with not getting my guard passed i also never thought about it either i just thought about it it just came to my mind like i, I can't remember when it came to my attention i was like yo wait i i never got i never had to escape side control in the tournament because i never i never got my guard passed and now i feel like it's starting to become a thing you know like now when i'm competing i'm like I can't let this motherfucker pass my guard, otherwise I can't say that anymore, you know? I can't tell people oh. that I've never got my guard passed. And now every time I'm competing, when I'm competing, and if someone's getting close to get my guard passed, bro, I'm going ham, like... <laughs> oh, man. Okay, we all know there's going to be some fucking smartass out there who's like, well, I passed his guard at white belt, so technically, you know, he's like... You know, it's like, well... Remembers like I def- I can't even remember. I'd say I got my guard past the white belt, but like, there's no way anyone can remember that. I don't even remember that. Like, white belt. I was also a white belt for a very short time, and I was doing juvenile as well. I'd say mm. I was. So I wasn't actually a white belt. I was like a yellow belt because I started doing nogi. So I mm. technically another fun tip is I never wore a white belt. I just started like nogi, and then I did a couple of months of nogi, and then when I started doing gi uh I, my coach just gave me the yellow belt so i never actually was a white belt. <laughs> <laughs> fucking hell <laughs> that's pretty funny you're like dude i was never even a white belt so don't even people are like oh dude don't you remember when you were white belt and you were yeah. this like and you're like no i actually don't have any photos of me with a white belt on because i never actually wore a white belt because uh, i did no gi and then after a couple of months i just got promoted to yellow belt and then when I turned 16, I got my blue belt. 
So all I had was a yellow belt. Just classic stupid Ireland back in the day. <laughs> uh, well, dude, did you compete much at yellow belts when you were in the juvenile bracket? I remember I did, yeah. Like, before I turned 16, I would do, like, I don't know if you remember grapple paloozas and all those stuff. Yeah. Yeah, so I did a few grapple paloozas and just local tournaments here in Dublin, like Dublin Open or shit like that. And then uh, when I was 16, I got my blue belt. So then I competed at blue belt juvenile for a bit before turning to adult. Mm. Dude, how old are you now anyway? Uh, I'm turning 25 in July. Jesus, you're fucking old, bro. (laughs) You're old. How old are you? I'm 23 in like two weeks. Uh, what the fuck? You're so old, man. <laughs> You're old. You're old. Where are you? <laughs> uh, but uh, to get back to the um, to the coursing, like what what prompt is like? You know, did Keenan just say, "Oh, Richie, do a collar sleeve course," or did you say, like, what? How did that conversation go, and how did it come about where you decided to do the course on Jiu-Jitsu X? Um, I just brought it up to me and Keenan, and they were like, "Yeah, no worries. Go ahead." That was, that was pretty much it. I remember I went into Miha's office and I was like, yo, can I record a course? And he was like, yep. And then I went to Keenan and I told him, can I record a course on color sleeve? And he was like, yep. And that was pretty much it. <laughs> uh, I'd love to see them just going, yep. Just yep. like, yep, sure. Yeah, Keenan was just at the front desk having a fucking coffee or something. I can't remember. He was drinking something while looking on his phone. He was like, yep. Yeah, sure. All good. Be be sure to use Ganon. He's very sensitive and people don't use him as the UK. (laughs) Man, Ganon's a lit UK. Like, dude, every fucking course, he's the goddamn UK and he's always doing the funny faces and the weird shit with his eyes. He's OG UK. He's the UKiest UK you've ever seen in your life. (laughs) Or, dude, we've seen John Danaher making fun of his UKs all the time. He's like, yeah, you were easily the least jacked out of all of my UKs. Do people ever say that to Ganon? Or, dude, Uh, you actually... Did you? We had a bit of a... Didn't you have a bit of a, 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 a behind-the-scenes injury? Because, like, what was it? You hurt Gannon's wrist or something, filming it or something? Uh, yeah, I remember that. His wrist was actually hurt. He just said I hurt it because I swept him, like, with a big sweep before that, and he had to, like, slap the mat. So he said I hurt him, but uh, his wrist was actually sore before the the filming. <laughs> For God's sake! So that was all just that was just all um, a ploy to make you feel bad about sweeping him. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. Hey <laughs> uh, man, let's say um, because man, it's a pretty good and like obviously guys have been the description. If you want to click it, it's all good. And I think there's a, there's still that sale going on at the moment, right? The the fifty percent off one. Yeah, that's ending um this Sunday, but um. I shouldn't be saying this, but there's going to be a, another sale running in like about a week. So. Yeah, this episode will be up by by the time you know the first sale is over, and the next one will be up by then. Yeah, you know, so like it's when kind of kind, kind, kind of be up? Uh, in like a day or two, because like uh, you know, it usually takes me a day or two to edit everything and get everything up, and then for it to process and stuff. Usually well, takes then, about it. Well, how about this, right? If you're if you're watching this and. Depend if you're watching this before the 31st of March, wait until the 31st of March and then go to jujitsuex.com. There's gonna be a fucking sale on, right? <laughs> and buy Richie's DVD specifically, don't buy any other ones. 
buy my just coat. buy his one. Don't buy all the other fucking no nonsense bullshit, right? Like all that Anubis guard enter the tomb, leg locksmith. Don't mind that shit. Yeah, or whatever the new one he is. That's or whatever new one he's dropping. Just, just don't is, buy anything from that guy in Lang. Talking about dropping some back taking course. Don't mind that back taking course. That's not what you need. Who who cares about taking the back nowadays, anyways? Yeah, exactly. You just want to take back your money when you buy this course because you know you just you just don't you just don't want to you don't want anything to do with it. I mean, you want to you want to just put yourself into a tomb at that point and just yeah, exactly. be done be done with the whole thing. Yeah, so call her sleeve guard. Buy it. March 31st. Should be 50% off. Should be. But will it be? Might be 51% off, but who knows? Do you know something? Oh. <laughs> I, I'm not going to say where I got the information from. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man, like, one thing I'm curious about with people is, especially, like, really good people, is, like, what do you, like, say you're training just on a typical day. Like, what would you prioritize in your everyday training? Would it just be drilling, rolling, or specifics, like, positional sparring? Like, what would you do just on a typical day? I just love sparring, yeah. Just sparring. I'll fucking spar all day, man. Last night I had such a big pizza, and they, today I did so many rounds. No he. Nogi? How are you yeah. going to collar sleeve a nogi? Uh, guys, I'm dropping new course. It's collar, nogi collar sleeve. You know, it only works if you wear a long sleeve rash guard. And if it's a V-neck rash guard as well, you just get right in there. And when it's and when it's sweaty, it's even better. Yeah, I'm thinking um, now when I'm going back, I'm going back to San Diego on the 20th of May. Yeah, I'm going back on the 20th of May and I'm probably going to record two more courses. Ooh, could you give us a little hint about what it'll be about? Because I know you don't um, want to don't want to tell us all. I haven't thought of, thought about it, but um, I might do another one in the gi. Something very specific, like mm. maybe spider guard or like a very specific guard pass, and then maybe like some nogi stuff as well. But whatever it's gonna be, it's gonna be like very specific to one technique. I feel like it's better to to sell a course that's very specific to one thing. You know, you don't want it just being like guard passing or playing open guard that's just too broad people don't people don't want that like when you're buying mm. a course you want something specific like for example college sleeve you know like it's the one thing if mm. like spider guard you don't want just like open guard or passing like mm. or or you know anubis guard that's that's you know that sounds a bit silly all yeah. those off options sound really silly yeah that's stupid man. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't work. <laughs> so yeah, I haven't thought about what it's gonna be, but I might do one in the gi, one in the no gi, and then they're gonna be on very specific techniques. Mm. Uh, yeah, dude. Like when the episode's over, we'll think of a million puns for the fucking uh, thing because you know I'm amazing at coming up with puns. I came up with so many puns for sweeps for Ganon's thing, like because we were talking about Yu-Gi-Oh. I was like, oh, dude, you like Yu-Gi-Oh? We'll call this one Karibo Guard or the Slifer Sweep or fucking some other shit like that. You know, I come up with like, if you get me going, I'll come up with weird names or shit. Yeah. Or I think, like I mentioned this before on the podcast, there's Dipshit Guard. There's Humanzy Grip where I grab the pant legs at my toes because I can grab stuff on my toes sometimes. It's a shit grip or I get the lapel out just by grabbing with my big toe and my index toe or something you want to call it i grab oh. like the lapel in that and like grab it out sometimes I'll always like, just... About, let's just start talking about feet bro <laughs> or my last my last invention my last invention is just pulling the fucking gi over their heads and having them like that and it's mother Teresa guard 
because oh, you know, geez, well, the geezer was is like over their head, like a fucking like a like a hood, and you know, I done it to someone in like a white gi with like blue embroidery, and they looked like Mother Teresa with it on. So I'm like, it's Mother Teresa, Gerd. There you go. <laughs> now I'll make an instruction about that soon. You know, some dipshit blue belt who's uh, never won anything big. Or never won anything. So I don't have any gold medals. I just have silver and bronze over there. And it's like, I'll just go over there, tell Keenan what's up, and I'll film Mother Teresa Guard. There you go, man. <laughs> or I'll just, or you just get get a really big soup, suitcase and just have me curled up in a ball in it. Then everyone's happy. Done. <laughs> oh, my God. Or dude, is there anything in particular that, like, about the jiu-jitsu community that you don't like or you'd like to change if you could? Because, you know, like... There's plenty of shit that annoys me. It's like, you know, I, I, I mentioned this before. People who are like, oh, like, I'm like a purple belt in 10 planets, but I've never worn the gi. So if I wanted to compete in the gi, should I wear white belts? I'm like, oh, God. Stupid, uh, stupid shit like that. That's just the example I bring up so people get what uh, I'm on about. If I was to go down the rabbit hole on this one, I'll be here all night. But one thing that comes to mind right now is default medals. Oh yeah, we were, we were talking about this the other day. You were talking about it, bro. What is all that shit all about? Like, what what is it like? So for ex- like why, like here's the thing, right? Let's say you're in a division of four, hmm. you lose your first round. There, it's okay to get a default bronze medal. It's not your fault that you have to go and stand there on the fucking podium so the guy who won gold can take a nice little photo for his gram. But then the problem is people take that default bronze. And, bro, they legit lie to people on the gram or whatever the fuck they're posting it, telling people that they won bronze. And then if someone was to ask them, oh, how did your fights go? Like, And they would be like, oh, they went great, you know? Like, or they well, you know, I got I got submitted in 10 seconds instead of 9 seconds. They would lie to people that they, they won at least one fight and shit, you know? And in some cases, even worse. And then in some cases, people... I've seen featherweights go up to ultra heavy just to get just because there's only three ultra heavies registered. So then they're, they're going to be the fourth one. So they're guaranteed a bronze medal, which they can then post on on Instagram and tell people they won bronze at whatever fucking open. So if there's one thing I would change is the IBJJF should not be giving default medals if there's four people in the division and you just went there and you didn't even win one fight you're not on the podium or mm. I, I don't know it's or hard al- right? alternatively for small divisions have a bronze match if there's more yeah. than eight if there's more than eight people registered you don't have a bronze match because you have to win three matches to get a bronze medal yeah. like then fair enough but then if there's less than eight people in the bracket, you should have to have a bronze match. So there isn't any of this fucking stupid bullshit of, That's you know, because it, it, it confused me for a while as to why there was fucking two people at bronze sometimes. I'm like, what the I fuck? Like, AJP does it. In AJP, there's mm-hmm. only one bronze place. And, and I guess like for big divisions, it makes sense to have two third places because it's a huge fucking division, right? You get to the, you, you get to the semifinal. That's just it. But, like, yeah, it still makes more sense to have one bronze place, like in AJP. But yeah, that, that just grinds my gears when when some people, like, hustle and they win two fights or more, and they still don't make the podium. 
And then some motherfucker just like loses his first fight and just posts like a photo of the medal, not even the podium, just a photo of the medal. And then obviously everyone's going to be like, oh, congratulations. No one's going to go and fucking check if you want to fight. People just see that you won bronze and they're like, oh, congratulations. And you're like, thanks, babe. It's like, that's not how it works, bro. Now, the, the only time I think that is permissible, there's a few variables. Okay, so you go, you lose straight away, you get bronze. And then you decide, oh, I'm going to do the open weight division, grand out, and you win bronze in the open weight division, but actually win in fights. Then I think you're allowed to be like, I won double bronze. Justin, I only really won fights in the open open weights, but you know, I have double bronze because you actually won fights. Then I think you're allowed to brag about it. But if you just lose straight away and get a default medal, go fuck yourself. I would just say it as it is. If you get a default bronze and then you win a few fights in the open weight to get bronze, just say, hey. I got the fucking default bronze, which then made me like he gave me the opportunity to to fight the open weight, and then I won a fucking bronze in the open weight. Like just say how it is. There's no need to like fucking lie about it, you know. Hmm. Oh, man, you know what's always the weirdest thing is when people would do better in the open weight than at the weight class. Like my friend, he was at the last scrap in industries. He got bronze at his weight class and then silver at op- open weights. I'm like. Man, how do people do better in open weight sometimes? It's fucking... I know sometimes you might fight lighter people and shit, but it's fucking bananas. There's just... Uh, there's less pressure, I'd say. You mm. know, there's less pressure. Like, people usually care more about uh, their weight division because they're like, oh, I should be winning. If you're someone who's lighter, you know, you're like, mm. oh, I should be winning this division. Everybody's my my weight. But if you're someone lighter going in the open weight, you're kind of doing it just for fun, you know? So then because mm. you put less, less pressure on yourself, you, sometimes people perform way better when they're, they don't feel that pressure on their shoulders. Mm. Or dude, like uh, at my last comp, I got I got bronze. I won my first match. I lost my second one. I think there was some fuck up with like points and stuff. I don't know. So I, some people are like, oh, you should have won that. But like, oh, you should have lost that. Whatever. But then I was just fucking pissed off afterwards. I'm like, man, I'm going to fucking do open weight. I'm going to do fucking open weight get gold in open weight. And then I was talking to organizers like, oh, yeah, open weight is at like fucking five or six o'clock at night. Yeah. And I'm like, fuck that. You know, when the guy, you know, because I'm there with people and we all were like, oh, we'll just go down to Cork and we'll be done in a few hours. We'll be going home and it's grand because we don't have to drive up to Dublin. And then they're like, oh, yeah, wait around for another fucking three or four hours to fucking fight again or like fuck this fuck this shit you know i hate when you have to wait around too fucking long for shit like that yeah they should try to it's hard because like you gotta wait for all divisions to finish but if they could they should try to like put all the like let's say all the brown belt adults spread out the divisions across all 10 or 12 mats if you're at a major and then that way you can like kind of finish all divisions earlier at the same time. And then like an hour later after that, put on the brown adult open weight or just do it the next day. Mm. Or dude, there's this one, this, this one of these last comps have been to, I'm not going to say which comp it was because I don't want to oh, be shitting on anyone. But I went to one and okay, they had, they had the Nogi first, Grand, they had the Nogi. And then when the Nogi divisions were done, for like an hour and a half, they didn't have any adult matches. They just had children matches. Okay, fine. Let kids compete. Fine, whatever. But they weren't even using all the fucking mats. So you, all the adults who pick, because they were like, yeah, the kids can fight for free. It's just for fun for them. Fine, whatever. 
but you're having the adults who fucking paid and paid a lot, mind you. This comp was expensive. Just waiting around for 90 minutes and not doing anything when all the mats aren't being used. It's fucking like there's a fucking sh- it's a fucking shit show. Yeah. Or there's or recently I've been talking to some people and is yeah, the AGP thing you were at just there actually prompted this because there were so many instances of fucking shit refing and stuff. Like even your teammate Neil getting disqualified for some fucking stupid bullshit or something. Or, like your man's like, oh, twister hook, oh my god, like, or Tarek losing his match, Tarek Hopstock losing his match because he asked for replay. Fucking and stupid how, bullshit. And how crazy is that, right? Like that that guy is on the match for ten minutes talking to like the whole refs team, and all the refs are just there like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and then Tarek just does this, and he just gets a penalty for like, 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 like or dude, like. This, uh, this other one, she got disqualified for grabbing the pants a certain way. I'm like, this is fucking stupid. Like, but then there's other people getting penalties for stuff. There's other people getting DQ'd after their opponent taps out. And then he's going, oh, my knee, my knee. Ta- uh, disqualify him. Like, it's fucking stupid. Like, or like, I, one thing I hate, this is just fucking stupid in general at all the comps, not just AGP, because, you know, but it, it was just recently just prompted this. The refs don't even let you talk to them. They're all like, oh, they don't even let you make your case or try to, you know, let them, you know, they don't, they're not even up for the debate. They're like, oh, no, we're right. You're wrong. Nothing you can do. Go fuck yourself. Yeah. You know, stupid shit like that. Like, man, or dude, um, like, have you ever encountered that where a ref has made a fucking obvious plain plain as day fucking error like they're wrong conclusively but they just won't listen to i don't think that ever happened to me no mm. but i've or seen that actually, to, to other people mm. that actually happened recently in december like i wasn't competing this day i went with the guys to record their matches keep them up on the brackets I'm like oh your matches now your matches now like i just go with the guys sometimes i don't compete sometimes so one of my guys he was in the final so it was grand. He like, your man is kind of like tried to hip toss him off the mats. So it didn't go anywhere. Go back in the middle. He pulls guard. My guy pulls guard, sweeps all this shit. And it's like a six minute match, grand out. And then they raised the other guy's hands after my guy was in mount for ages. It was just a shit show. It was very obvious, obviously, that my teammate won. And we're all, he's just like, man, what the fuck? I was on top of him for fucking six minutes. I was threatening submissions. I was doing this. I was doing that. What the fuck are you doing? And they're all, they, the ref wouldn't even listen. He's like, oh, I'm the ref, uh, blah, blah, blah. Who's the ref here? He's like, yeah, I don't care if you're the ref, you're a fucking idiot. So then they actually, I'll give these guys credit. They actually looked at the video and were like, yes, you won. And then they gave him the gold medal. But how many fucking times have people been all like, oh, yeah, we're not looking at the match and we're not giving you the gold medal and you can just kiss our asses? That's just fucked. Like, happens. Mm, happens too much. <laughs> awesome. Okay. Uh, so Richie, like we just reached a segment of the podcast there. It's just called Around the Specifics. It's just a bunch of random questions, some about Jiu-Jitsu, some aren't about Jiu-Jitsu. So, should I do Around the Specifics? Let's do it. I'm nervous, but let's do it. <laughs> Dude, it's not like you're actually doing the specifics. It's not like back specifics. Speaking of which, recently, I was doing Around the Back Specifics with this little Russian fella, and he's a little maniac with the fucking back attacks. And I got a fucking cramp in the back of my leg and I felt all the lactic acid buildup in the back of my calf. I can actually feel it. 
and he's fucking choking me and I feel a nasty cramp in my leg. I'm like, oh my fucking God, this is this is hell. This is agony. Somehow I get out, like I just, you know, you know, I get get the bottom mount because like, you know, it'll stop then. And I just I get him off me and I'm just fucking clutching my leg. I'm like, oh my fucking God. Like, do you ever just do you ever get a cramp so bad you want to stab yourself in the leg and just let the lactic acid fucking drain out because you're in so uh, much fucking pain? I actually got a few today. Yeah. It, it's I usually get them in my toes or like the inner foot. Ugh. like what what's it with you like do your toes like lock in or like do they like stay super solid like points up and just stiffens up <laughs> yeah that happens to me sometimes like it would go up and it would like curl in so like the single digit would... okay. or sometimes my two fingers would like you know stick out a little and shit i'm like fucking pulling them down or like i, I, I grab my toe and just bend it down normal to the normal side to make it go back it's to normal and then, it, then it'd be fine big, it's from that big ass pizza i had last night man getting cramped here. <laughs> what restaurant did you get it from so we can tell people this pizza will give you cramps if you do jiu-jitsu after you're eating the pizza it, it gives you cramps but it also gives you a lot of energy bro i did so many nogi rounds today it was from pizza mm. hut all right dude oh do you know what's uh, i'll get to the questions there in a second but i just got to point this out so Pizza Hut has kind of gone out of business in America. There's a whole bunch of buildings that used to be a Pizza Hut. It's like, oh, it's obviously it looks like a teepee because the whole thing is it's a hut, like an Indian, like Native Americans and stuff like that. Pizza Hut, that's the thing. So it look kind of looks like a teepee. If you look up on Reddit, Pizza Hut roofs. There's a whole bunch of buildings that used to be Pizza Huts. They're now houses or offices. Yeah. I still have the Pizza Hut roof, and it just looks like a teepee. It's it's ridiculous looking. Like I'll send it to you later. It's fucking crazy. These but like, it has like, even in the logo, it's got like the little hot thing, right? Yeah, but like some of these buildings still look like that. Like they'd model it to look like that. I'm like, ugh, I'd hate to be the guy. Imagine a jujitsu gym that used to be a pizza hut, and you just have oh, it's a I don't know TP jujitsu or something. I don't fucking know. I'm I can't come up with names just on the spot. <laughs> uh, so so back to the specifics. Sorry, man. So Richie, like, what's your highest percentage submission in in your arsenal? It's a tough one. I never thought about it, but I'd say um, like some type of choke from the back. Yeah, mm. like a double collar choke from the back. Mm. Now let's settle the debate once and for all. When you're on someone's back. Weak side or strong side back attack? Like, is your head under their head or above their head? What, what's, your, what's your preference? Just whatever fucking works. Usually I try, like, if if I'm on the back and we're, I'd, I'd be tilting to the side where my head is closer to the ground. Okay. So that's, like, I guess you would call that the strong side? I thought that was called the weak side. Am I, am I wrong? I thought that was called the weak side. I don't know. I don't know. It's ridiculous. But yeah, if, put it this way: if you're on someone's back, and you you have the seatbelt and your chin is over their shoulder, so my head is here, his head is mm. here, I'd be falling down to this side. So their head is like over my head, because then yeah, so you, your head is the lower one. Yeah, my head is the lower one, because for the person to escape, he has to get their head under your head to then get their back onto the mat and then escape, right? So I'd probably go for that side. It feels more comfortable. Mm. No, I get you. Ervan, what's your thinking with like uh, collar chokes and stuff? Like, do you do like the back Ezekiel or anything? Like, where you'd get like that? It's sort of like it's like the half Nelson choke where you have their arm and like a weird half Nelson sort of thing. 
I like that one, but I feel like it's a bit hard to get sometimes. Like, it's easier to just get, like, a normal bow and arrow grip than to get the full Ezekiel sometimes. Mm. Or, dude, um, I, I was showing the sequence one time, and, like, if you deliberately leave your hook kind of lax for them to hop over, and you can slide up to, like, technical mount and finish that Ezekiel arm and Ezekiel thing way easier from, like, technical mount instead of back. For sure. But, like, obviously... Don't give up the back unless you know you can fucking submit them. Yeah. But no, Ezekiel's, if you can get an Ezekiel, it's one of the most satisfying submissions ever, bro. Ooh, it's it's funny you mention that. Because uh, it wasn't last week. It was like two weeks ago. I Ezekiel'd a guy from inside his guard at a comp. Oh, it's lit. <laughs> and even doing... Like, I never do it. I've never... Okay, I've done it once in training. I Ezekiel the guy from inside his guard just as a joke, just to be like, ah, fuck you, you know. But then I was in comp and he was trying to flower sweep me and he overcommitted to the flower sweep and his neck was right there. So I'm like, fuck you. Like, but man, have you, or did you see that guy at Polaris Squads? He got put to sleep with it. Um, I don't think I did, no. Yeah, if you look back, it was Polaris Squads number two in the gi with Team Europe versus Team oh, Team UK. Yeah, I think I did see it, yeah. Yeah, a guy got put to sleep with an Ezekiel from inside his own guard. Yeah, I think I did see that. Yeah, but like, <laughs> that was very, that was very uh, satisfying. <laughs> uh, man, uh, Richie, like, I know, you know, we were talking about playing guard and being a collar sleeve sort of guy. But, like, say you're passing, like, what's your passing strategy? Are you, like, a smash pass, like, a speed passer or, like, outside passer sort of guy? Like, what's your thinking? I kind of do everything, but at the moment, I've been trying more to work on my outside passing. So, just, like, speed passing on the outside. So, that's the that's the phase I'm going through at the moment. I don't know. Maybe next month, I'll go back to knee cutting and long stepping. But for mm. now, I'm just trying to, like, pass off the person's reaction. So, just, like... I don't know, just like Torianda them to one side, jump to the other side, just freestyle it, try to pass on the outside. That's what I'm working mm. on, on more at the moment. Mm. Or right, I got to know, man, because like uh, I'm always curious about this. Say you are knee sliding, right? What's yeah. your pref? What's your preference with grips? Like I know some people they like they like, funnily enough, having a collar and a sleeve grip. Some people just like getting the underhook, or some people I see people do double lapels to really fucking drive that knee in. Yeah, um, it kind of just depends from person to person. Some things work on some people, while other things work on different people. You gotta feel it in the moment. But I like, um, I'm a big fan of like collar and sleeve, and then using the the hand and the collar to open out the neck with the elbow. So kind of mm. like cross facing them as I'm knee cutting. Mm. So like put like really like forearming them in the neck. Yeah. Mm. pretty much that's fucking a, that's pretty if, cool man if you get it right basically people let you pass because mm. they're leaning to this side but then you're twisting their heck all their neck all the way to the other side so they just let go of your foot because they're so twisted yeah or like i went to the uh, guys recently i was in uh glasgow with this daisy fresh camp with the guys from pedigo submission fighting and one the passes they were showing knee slices from headquarters one of the ones they were showing was like where you're like it's like a weird fucking. It's like an underhook on their on their heads where your your shoulders on their neck before they gotten their their foot free, and they're just fucking pushing this fucking your head the pushing your head the wrong way. It's like what you're saying, but it's even fucking 
so way sore. It's way more fucking painful. And it, but let me tell you, you've never, I've never been more willing to just be like, yeah, pass me. Then when someone's just doing that to my fucking head and twisting my neck, I'm like, yeah, fuck this shit. <laughs> well, that's how you get people to do what you want. You twist their head the wrong way. Works every time. Yeah. If someone's foot locking you, twist their head the wrong way. Everyone's happy. Good work. <laughs> Richie, uh, what would you say is the most, is your funkiest rash guard in your collection? Like what's your fanciest, nicest, or just favorite in general, like rash guard you have? Um, I don't have any fancy ones that look like a cereal box. I always hated those like colorful rash guards, bro. I fucking hate those. People always wear like fancy ass rash guards with like, a gorilla on top of the Empire State Building, crushing, crushing two helicopters with his arms while he's eating fucking green and yellow Coca Pops. <laughs> what, what, what the? Fuck? And people wear fuck? those, and they're and they're walking around with their pink and yellow and green rash guard as if like, oh look at me, I look so sick, bro. You don't look. First of all, you don't look sick. You, you look like you're twelve year old. <laughs> <laughs> Going to school. Oh well, my I god! I don't have any of those rash guards. I just have like just normal designs, like black or fucking uh, ranked ones. I just like I have a good rash guard now that I really like. It's kind of like uh, all black, king's king's crown in the chest, and then it just got like a nice pattern on the shoulders, um, and it just fits well. Mm. No, I get you, man. I got a. I, I'm a, I'm over scramble man myself. I love scramble, but like, uh, I have this fucking. I. It's funny. I had to scrounge to find this fucking thing because all the scramble ranked rash guards were gone. Yeah. You couldn't get them on their website on any scramble Ireland. Scramble Ireland was a thing back then. It was Europe, UK, or fucking even Japan. If I wanted to order from Japan, I couldn't because they're all gone. Yeah. I found like a, a gear. They're like a reseller. So like, they, you know, the crack, you, there's some sites that resell the old stuff. And I yeah. found a blue ranked rash guard from Scramble in medium, they have a medium on this website from Sweden in Iran, just, and it was reasonably priced. So I'm like, yoink. I'm so lucky because that rash guard is fucking sick. I love it so much. Nice. You know, it's my, it's my go-to and you know, it's legal at comp. So it's fucking decent. Yeah. Everyone's happy. Sure, man. You're actually sponsored by Kings, right? Yeah. How did how did that come about? Like, when did you uh, like when did when did they approach you once they heard you haven't gotten your guard passed in competition in quite a while? <laughs> like, um, you got a good guard. Where are stuff? <laughs> it was a it was a blue belt. I think they just opened in Europe. I can't remember. Maybe like 2016 or 17. Um, they just opened up in Europe. I made like a blue belt highlight reel, which is on my YouTube channel as well. I actually seen it the other day. It's funny to link go in back. The link in the description. Yeah, it's funny to go link back and watch that and like see yourself almost like a decade, not a decade ago, but like half a decade ago doing jiu-jitsu. It's just crazy. Anyways, so I made a highlight, a blue belt highlight, sent them an email, uh, and then they just got back to me and said, yeah, you're in, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> and that was before the flying armbar because that was a purple belt because we yeah. all seen that as well so yeah, like that was, that, yeah so they must have been serious like man this fucking guy because let's be fair if they saw the flying armbar i think every fucking every fucking gear company would be like yeah this guy 
Yeah, this motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Man, you gotta show us how to do that because that was fucking awesome. I still, I still fucking see that popping up on Instagram and reels and shit. I'm like. That fucking video is getting reposted by other accounts and stuff. I'm like, man, it's still fucking popular, this fucking highlight reel. I wish I knew how I fucking did that, to be honest. Like, I just feel like it's a mixture of, like, it's hard to get that in training. That's the type mm. of shit that you only hit in a tournament because, number one, it's pretty fucking dangerous. Like, you could fucking hurt someone if you fall on them in training like that. Mm. Number two, you need to just have full commitment yeah. and that type of commitment i'd say only comes in a in a high pressure competition situation you know mm. when you have like so much adrenaline in you that you could fucking backflip on your head and you'll be fine mm. so yeah. it's hard to it's hard to replicate it in training just because again it's it's risky like you could injure yourself you could injure your training partner and you need to just fucking commit to it so hard like. so it's mm. hard to do that in training mm. no i get you like do you do much like f like that that's one of the good things because like when you have heavier guys there you can actually drill the flying shit on them because you won't break them up because they're heavier than you, you know i mean so like would you like would you drill it so you know how to do it but obviously it's not like something you do just so you know how to do it if something happens you know because i'm always joking to people like grabbing like Double call, double like the two on one on their collar, just yanking them down, like baiting the flying triangle, like Edwin Najmi does. But I never do it because I'm like, yeah, I'm not in the mood to be fucking flying around the place at the moment. Because you know, I'm like 80 kilos. So if I do that to someone, it'll like fuck them up. I'm like, no thanks. <laughs> I don't want that on my conscience. I don't, I don't drill it now. I used to do more of it at blue belt, but I haven't in a while. But now that you mention it to me. I'll try to remember it for for the next training session, and I'll 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 jump a few flying triangles and a few flying armbars, sure, on the bigger guys. Uh, no, do it to Liam. Do it to Liam Clark. Even he, oh, that man. skinny little, that skinny spindly guy, just that uh, flying triangle him. I land in a bad spot, and that'll be the end of his back, man. Man, I'll buy you a pizza if you fly and triangle him. I'll buy you two pizzas if you fly and triangle him. Huh? Fair. Let, let's do it. I'll record <laughs> my next round with him. You hear that, Liam? You're getting you're getting flying triangle soon. <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> All right, um, Richie, which uh oh oh that's a good one. What would you say is your most embarrassing injury? Just like whether it's jiu-jitsu injury or a non-jiu-jitsu injury, just the way you got injured was so fucking ridiculous that it keeps you up at night sometimes. Um <laughs> uh, it's not the only thing that comes to mind, it's not a jiu-jitsu injury. I was like younger and I was playing football. I went to kick the ball and I just kicked the ground and broke my toe. <laughs> Serves the right playing football. It was devastating. And what, what happened was like on that day, we just finished school for the summer. So then we're oh, like, no. oh, let's go outside, play football. And bro, the first kick I took on, on my first day of holiday out for like two or three weeks with a broken toe. <laughs> oh my fucking God, bro. <laughs> Serves the right playing football, man. That's what you get. <laughs> Uh, you've been doing man shit like doing judo or jiu-jitsu or some wrestling like fixing a tractor or something nah fuck tractors i, I don't like tractors <laughs> I've, i had a bad i had a bad experience it was the ps2 game of cars and the tractor level was fucking bullshit fuck tractors 
Well, plus, I live in the country, and they're always fucking holding up the goddamn road because the road is pretty small. If there's yeah. a tractor on the road, you can't fucking overtake them because they're they're fucking taking up half the other side as well. So I fucking hate tractors. Hey, tractors. Bastards. All right, Richie, which which uh, who would you say is like your your favorite uh, BJJ competitor? That's that's around. It? Like, who would you watch all the time? You're like, oh, I keep it. I keep an eye on them every single tournament because they're gonna fucking they're they're fucking really good. Or like, is there any in particular that just inspire you and inspire your game? I'm watching uh, Fabricio Andre and Mika Galvao. Mm. Fabricio's um, aggressiveness and then um, Mika's calmness mm. are like two good things to watch and try to steal little bits from both of them, you know? Mm. Or dude, recently, like, because Mika Galvao is actually competing... At time of recording, last night it was on the Who's Number One event where he fought Dante Leon. He just yeah. beat him last night. Yeah. I didn't see it. I'm going to watch that match because, like, the timing and stuff. I thought it was on just one time. It turns out it wasn't. So I was like, fuck's sake. But, like, um, one of my favorite matches with him was when he fought, I can't remember your man's real name. It was gr- the Gorilla Hands guy. Oh, Jid Hage. Yeah, yeah. He's actually fighting tonight on Polaris against Roberto Jimenez, right? Yeah. Yeah, because, man, I got UFC Fight Pass there again, so I'll watch Polaris there back know. again later. No worries, bud. Jazz, man, it was getting dark there. I was like, what's going <laughs> Yeah, but, like, uh, the match between Mika Galvao and uh, and the Gorilla Hands guy, I just can't remember his name. I can't, I'm not good, so I'm not good enough for this. I know it's, Maj- like, what's the, what's the second name? Majid Hayes? Hage. Hage. Hedge, man, hedge. Age. Age. Like a Brazilian hedge. Hedge. H A G E. Hedge. Okay, so anyway, their match. It was only fucking three minutes, but it was fucking really good. Like, Jesus Christ. And the little, like, like Mika tries to fucking jump for this guillotine and he's just leapt into the air and his, his legs are together, so it looks really comical the way he's jumped up trying to get this guillotine i just started laughing my head off and i because watching it last night i was like oh watch this match with mika Galvao," and he's just leaping up trying to get this guillotine i'm like because <laughs> uh, if he just paused it there and someone walked in and they're like what the fuck is going on why is that little fella up in the air and why is that guy wearing an oversized t-shirt just say it's jujitsu you wouldn't get it yeah, you wouldn't get it. You wouldn't get it, bro. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Oh, Richie, one of my favorite things to ask people is what what is your was your all time favorite? Whether it's uh, MMA, boxing, judo, or BJJ, your favorite match to watch? Just your favorite match that you've watched? Oh man, that that's a tough one because there's so many. I'd have to like um, the one that comes to mind now that was was really good um jamil hill versus fabrizio andre in the world's final you know the one where he just triangles him really fast (laughs) you'll have to send it to me later i guess it's not like one of my all-time favorite matches because uh jamil just gets tapped really fast there's not really like much going on but um oh a good one is i can't remember what year but one time Rafa Mendes fought um, Marcio Andre. And Marcio Andre hit this like insane sweep on, on Rafa Mendes. That was a good fight as well. Yeah. Mm. 
A really good one. Uh, I really liked, I think it was in the 2020 Euros. It was just before all this shit went down. It was Adam Wodzinski and Keenan Cornelius. Like yeah. right off the bat, when Adam tries to pull guard, Keenan just grabs his foot and it's just, he scores like straight away because of the weird fucking guard pulling air quotes takedown thing. I'm just like, oh fuck. Because like, I like, oh, I like watching Adam and I like watching Keenan. So I'm like, fuck me, this is going to be a good one. Another good one is um, Tommy versus Izaki at the Euros. Mm. Uh, Tommy Langekir, right? Yeah, against Isaac Braz at the Europeans. That was a really good one as well. Or dude, that's he's just Tommy Langekir, some man in general. I fucking love the Matrix stuff he does. He's a super nice guy as well. Have you ever met him? Nah, not yet. Really, really nice guy as well. Mm. I've met Adam Wodzinski, but I haven't met uh, Tommy Langekir. Yeah, super nice guy. Hmm. Or uh, what was another one? Uh, fucking, this is my brain. I like watching Nick Rodriguez and Orlando Sanchez. I like wow. watching that one because just like, just, just it's just ridiculous. It's like, dude, come on. I know you're a black belt, but like you're so fat, and Nick Rodriguez is just like dancing around him because he's he's fucking pretty fast. Yeah, it's pretty fast. Oh Jesus. Or um, ooh. Uh, Gary Tonin versus Edward Najmi. I think he does uh, that flying scissor to him in the ADCC. Yeah, into the heel hook, yeah. Yeah, dude. Or he fucking... Who did he hit that power double on? Was it on JT Torres or was that on someone else? He like probably, power doubled someone really fast. Probably not JT. No, I doubt someone fucking blast doubles JT like that. Mm, who am I thinking of? I'll look, I'll look over it later and I'll see who he blast doubles. Anyway, um... That's it. Oh man, have you ever had just a big holy shit moment mid roll? Like uh, you, you see, like say you've swept someone, but the way they're swept, they're gonna land right in their fucking head. But you just realize that, and you're like, oh shit, <laughs> just like oh shit, like just make mid techniques. You know, someone's might get hurt. Oh, so many times, man. Over the years, so many. So, so many but what's 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 your biggest holy shit moment? Um, the one that comes to mind, I think it's actually on my Instagram, in one of my Instagram highlights, you know, the little highlights you have on your profile. I'm rolling with Sam and I shoot in a single leg. And then as I shoot in the single leg, he goes to like hip throw me and the mats were slippy. So as he goes to hip throw me, I'm flying in the air and he just lands face first into the mat. I can. Ugh. I think I have. You can take a screenshot of it. It's so funny. I'm like in the air, and the only thing that's co- that has contact with the ground is Sam's face. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! All right, man. Uh, when I was still pretty new, one of the um, I was rolling with this guy. He just got in his blue belts. We were rolling, and I was. I think it was his, he just got in his blue belts, and then we rolled. So I was like the first person to roll with him when he got his blue belts. We were rolling, and there was a guy. He was like, he was getting, I think he was getting swept or something. But anyway, he fell and the fucking heel of his foot land, like your man's head is here and your man's fucking heel of his foot lands right next to this guy's head when he's fucking playing guard. And like, it was so close. It's like, he nearly got axe kicked into the fucking head and we just see this foot coming and we're like, like every, it's like everything slowed down. I'm like, this guy's head's going to get split open. And then it just, it, the fucking foot lands right next to his head. And we're like, we both just stop and we're like, yeah, let's fucking move. Fucking <laughs> okay, corn dogs. 
<laughs> what the fuck like oh my god <laughs> yeah, so All right, Rich, I'll go back and find that video and send it to your Instagram and I'll take a screenshot of the moment I'm talking about man it's so fucking funny <laughs> alright right, Richie the last question I got is who would play you if they made a movie of your life who would you get to play what actor would you get to play you Oh, I'm not really fucking good at movies here. Um, probably fucking Jim Carrey or something. <laughs> <laughs> Why would Jim Carrey play Richie Richie in this movie? I don't know, man. I, I'm not like a serious, serious person. Like, I can be serious, but most of the times I'm not really serious. I kind of like take everything as a fucking mess. But uh, I feel like Jim Carrey would actually do a really good job. Or actually, there's, fuck, there's one person that people say I always look like. Um, what's his fucking name? Well, what was he in? I'll be able to remember his name. Oh man, I I wouldn't know in what movies he's in, but um, uh, it's so annoying that I don't know now. Cause when I used to work in a restaurant before, and so many people would be like, "Oh, you look like that actor." Ah oh, <laughs> oh, man, that's fucking. <laughs> or dude, uh, I don't know. I might. I'm thinking. I might. Uh, who would? I'm trying to think who'd play me because I've never asked anyone this question because that's a new question. Oh, I know. Uh, maybe... Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> Mark Wahlberg. Oh my god. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, I remember there now. Um, I I got two questions off the Instagram there because I put up a thing like last week. It was like okay. Uh, because I ask people for questions for Richie. I'm like, oh yeah, guys, give give Richie questions because I ask pretty silly questions. <laughs> it's like, uh, what's it? How do you successfully market yourself as a jiu-jitsu athlete? Uh, just Instagram, really. Another another key thing to do is like, kind of market yourself in a more digestible way for people. Like, just putting up funny things. And sometimes marketing yourself through like funny slash stupid things is way better than just saying buy my course you know like you got you you're a meme artist as well you know you know how memes go you know how to use a yeah. meme for marketing purposes mm. so the question was how do you market yourself you just market like obviously it's it's difficult because for people who don't know marketing don't know what we're talking about but if you know marketing then you're just, you're just consistently selling yourself. I'm not talking OnlyFans now. Selling yourself on. on <laughs> well, the, man, on let's the, just say there are people who would pay for that, and like, you just be like, oh yeah, I'll just put up uh, j drills and stuff on OnlyFans, and people could just buy it for instead of buying the collar sleeve course. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But um, I don't know. I feel like some people have. Uh, have an easier time building like their their social media persona and uh, I hate to use the word influencer but I guess people really are influenced by influencers right so um, now don't be don't be trying hard too hard on that but yeah mm. uh, man the next question I got is where do you see yourself like your jiu-jitsu career going in five years um, well, my next goals, I guess you could say, I want to get my black belt and make a name for myself in the black belt divisions. 
like really hit all the black belt majors um, and and see where I can take it. Yeah, try to try to to win some of the major tournaments in black belt, and then once once I'm happy with with what I've done, then we can we can think about different things like maybe opening a jiu-jitsu academy or I don't know. I never like to to think about it too much because I never really thought about it and things worked pretty well for me. You know, I'd like to go with the flow and take every opportunity I have. So that's why I don't want to say, oh, I want to do this because in the meantime, something else might come around. And if you're so tunnel visioned on that one thing, you might not see the other thing that's presented to you. But mm -hmm. uh, as a broad idea, get my black belt, uh, try to make a name for myself in the black belt divisions and see where it goes from there. Mm. No, thanks so much, Richie. That guys, I think we're just we're just out of time there. I'm going to call it there. Richie, thank you so much for coming on. And uh, Jeff Inton, anyone you want to shout out? Like any spon any of your sponsors? And obviously, you can follow him at Richie underscore BJJ. Like all the stuff will be in the description. His YouTube channel, his collar sleeve instructional, his social medias. So if you somehow can't spell Richie BJJ. It'll be in the description, so you can just click <laughs> <Yeah>. it. <laughs> that, that's how that's how I get really popular. I insult my fan base. <laughs> again and again, that's marketing, right? It's not particularly people. good marketing, but it like was, that guy. So yeah, anyways, follow me at Richie BJJ. Check out my color sleeve guard course. Shout out to my sponsors: Kings, Noco, Tape Lab, uh, Maggie Lev taking all the photos for me. Uh, Grapple Culture again, doing all the photos as well. Check out uh, Poltergeist on Instagram as well. I'm going to be releasing uh, a brand as well, just merch and stuff. So that's coming up in the near future. Uh, so yeah, check out Poltergeist underscore EU. If you can't spell that, I'm sure Andrew will, will pop that into the description as well. But, uh, I guess yeah. I could, you know. It's, <laughs> dude, that'll, that'll, that'll delay the episode by the week, me putting one more link in the description. Yeah. So yeah, check out the description below or to the right, to the left, to the top. <laughs> or in the middle. Or in the or in the middle. Or in the middle. Where, wherever you see it, just check it out. Yeah. Uh, thanks for listening, guys. Hope you enjoyed. Adios.